Welcome to episode 78 of The Climate Champions. Check out past episodes on theclimatechampions.com. I'm Lee Crevat, and each week I publish a new episode with a new climate champion as my guest. If you, or someone you know, is a climate champion, please let me know at crevatenergyinnovations.com. This podcast is being brought to you, in part, by the Department of Energy's Advanced Grid Research Group, whose purpose is to accelerate innovation in electric transmission and distribution technologies and create next-generation devices, software, and tools to help modernize the electric grid. This week, my featured guest is Bob Abri, President Pro Tem of the San Diego City Council representing the 1st District and candidate for Mayor of San Diego. Prior to serving in office, Barbara was a high-tech entrepreneur and community leader. She worked her way through college and grad school, earning a master's degree in business from Harvard. While a single working mom, Barbara was on the founding team of several local high-tech companies. Barbara believes that this is the only environment we've got, so we need to protect it. But she doesn't want to play politics with our future, believing that the best way to create a sustainable environment is to do the smart thing, not what makes for easy political soundbites. She supports effective solutions to the climate crisis, such as higher density growth along transit corridors to reduce traffic and greenhouse gas emission, expanding recycling programs to reduce our reliance on imported supplies, and planting trees throughout our neighborhoods that make an enormous contribution to our environment and our quality of life. Speaking of quality of life, our discussion was recorded before the fires that are affecting so much of the Western United States began, so we didn't discuss the devastating impact of climate change, but we did discuss COVID. Infections continue to rise many places in the world, so along with the unhealthy air, please be careful out there. And please remember, we're all in this together. While being cautious and alert, please be supportive and kind. Also, take the time to thank the people that are taking personal risks to keep our world moving forward. And if you are one of those people, Thank you very, very much. Welcome to the Climate Champions. I'm Lee Crevat. I'm here with San Diego City Council member and President Pro Tem of the Council and candidate for Mayor of San Diego, Barbara Bree. Barbara, welcome to the Climate Champions. Lee, thank you for inviting me back a second time. A lot has changed since I was able to come to your house and do it in person. I think it's worth a review, though, for people that didn't hear that episode. When it comes to climate change, what was your motivating moment that caused you to engage in climate change mitigation? I worked at UCSD between 1986 and 1996 for a program called Connect, which worked to help start high-tech and biotech companies. And during that time, I got to meet Walter Monk and other scientists at Scripps Institution of Oceanography. And that's when I became aware of global warming and the negative impacts. It was during that time that I became aware of other research that was taking place, and that was the moment where I understood the importance and the damage that climate change was doing to our planet. And why is it personal to you to do something about it? It's very personal to me because my husband, Neil, and I have four children who are all in their 30s, all married people we love. Congratulations. We have three grandchildren right now, and we have three more coming between November and March. So I think a lot about the next generation and what kind of world are we going to leave for them. 
When you meet people that don't understand the seriousness of climate change, they don't believe the data or don't understand it, how do you convince them how important this is? In San Diego, you only have to look at the impacts we're facing all the time. We have more wildfires than we've ever had because of the extreme heat. We see the impacts of sea level rise. We see diminishing agriculture yields. And so we see in our daily life in San Diego the impact of climate change. And I talk about the everyday things that we see around us. How has the pandemic changed your perspective about climate change? One thing we've seen with the pandemic is the disproportionate negative impact on communities of color in terms of the health impact. And we've learned that most of the people who die from COVID have at least one underlying health condition. And this has disproportionately impacted people of color. And we've seen the need to have a public health strategy, which I think fits with climate change. Second, during the pandemic, tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people in San Diego County are working remotely and are doing it effectively. That has reduced traffic. That's a good thing. That improves air quality also. And long-term as mayor, I want the city to be a model for an effective remote workforce and to have as many people as possible around the county working remotely, which will help us in achieving our climate action plan goals. What's interesting is I've been talking about remote workforce for years. I come out of the tech world. But it was the pandemic that's actually forced it to happen in an unprecedented way. And I'm optimistic that this will continue. Many people like the flexibility of being able to work remotely, and it's good for the climate. Can you talk about what you do daily, monthly, to help with climate change in your job and in your life? Well, I can talk about my personal life. We're keeping the blinds down, trying to do as much cooling as possible with fans. I get up early at 6 a.m. I do a load of laundry, so it's all done by 8 a.m., so I'm not running electricity in the middle of the day when the demand is the highest. In my job on the city council, one of the major things I did was support the formation of San Diego Community Power, a new agency that San Diego formed with other cities, to invest in renewable forms of energy with the goal of getting to a complete renewable source of energy by 2035. That's one of the major things I've done as a council member to support climate change. Can you talk about your journey? How did you get to where you are? I ran for city council for public office for the first time in 2016 after a career as a journalist working at the Connect program at UCSD for 10 years as the associate director, helping to start high-tech and biotech companies, becoming an entrepreneur myself in the mid-90s after I got divorced, had two daughters, 8 and 11, and needed to figure out a way to earn more money, and had a long history of community involvement, serving on many nonprofit boards, I was the team manager for my daughter's Bobby Sox softball team, and the impetus to run for council back in 2016 was that the street in front of my office had been torn up over and over again to have the same work done. And I was complaining about it at dinner. I still remember it was February 2014. My youngest daughter, Rachel, was home from Chicago where she was then working for the mayor. 
And she'd been encouraging me for a while to run for office. And she said, Mom, the District 1 seat is available in 2016. She'd been paying attention. And if you run, I will come home and I will run your campaign. So how could I pass that up? She came home. She ran my campaign. Her fiancé moved here. They got married. They're both now teaching school here. And the bonus is they're having their first child in March, which will be grandchild number six. So I have an unusual background. I've signed the front of the paycheck. And I believe the diversity of my life experiences sets me apart from my opponent who has only worked in government either for an elected official or as an elected official. And moving forward, my priority as mayor is to rebuild our economy and my private sector experience where I've actually signed the front of the paycheck and helped to create good jobs is essential. I've also spent a large part of my life empowering other women. I was brought up by a single working mom who was paid less than the comparable men. This is the 1960s. There was nothing she could do about it. I've started two organizations that empower women, Run Women Run, to elect more San Diego women to office, and Athena San Diego for women in the innovation economy. And both these organizations continue to thrive. Run Women Run is over 10 years old, and Athena is about 30 years old. I'm a problem solver. So when I see a problem, I think about a solution. I don't complain. And that's been the nature of what I've done my whole life and what I've tried to do at City Hall. Can you talk about some of the setbacks you've had in your life? The major setback was in 1993 when my first husband left me. I had two daughters, 8 and 11. He'd been a successful real estate developer, but it was a terrible time in that world, and he essentially lost everything, and I had two daughters, 8 and 11. I had a job. We were never going to starve, but we did live paycheck to paycheck, and it was clear I needed to figure out a new way to support my family. About a year later, I met my second and last husband, Neil Centuria, and we started a software company together in 1995 that pioneered high-speed Internet access and hotel rooms, and that began my entrepreneurial journey. And it was a major setback. I never expected to be a single mom, let alone under the circumstances that I faced. But again, I didn't feel sorry for myself. I'm blessed. I had a good education. I have a Harvard MBA. I had a job at UCSD where I had learned a lot about entrepreneurship and say it was like getting a second MBA. And I was able to forge a new life for myself in San Diego. And part of the reason I'm running for mayor is I want other people to have the same opportunity that I had. I guess the lesson there is when things seem at their lowest, your biggest setback, it ended up fueling your success as an entrepreneur and beyond. Yeah, that's very true. If I'd stayed married to my first husband, I probably never would have become an entrepreneur. I probably never would have run for public office. I would have had a very, very different life. I push the envelope in my life. I've done it my whole life. I get out of my comfort zone. I moved to California in 1976 after I finished my MBA at Harvard. I was offered typical MBA-type jobs in consulting, in corporate circulation, at Time, Inc. But I went to the Sacramento Bee because I wanted to be a journalist. I didn't know anybody in Sacramento. I mean, I met a few people when I went for my job interview, but I went to a city where I knew nobody. But I've always been able to follow my passion, and most days I've gotten up excited to go to work, 
and accomplish something. And it's been by getting out of my comfort zone. It's a beautiful thing to be able to love what you do and be passionate about what you're doing to earn money so much that you want to go to work, you want to get up, you want to make it happen. Exciting. Exciting stuff. You've covered a number of your successes. Are there any others you want to hit on? What are you most proud of? Well, other than my family, I think what I'm most proud of accomplishing at City Hall as a council member is SDSU West. So back in January 2017, I'm a new council member, and the Chargers announced they're leaving San Diego. I find out that the mayor's been meeting behind closed doors with a group of private investors called Soccer City. They have a ballot measure that they've collected signatures for. It looks like it's going to be a done deal, except I take the time to read it. It's over a 1,000 pages. I read it. I realize it's a ripoff for San Diegans. If Soccer City had passed, it actually prohibited environmental review. And the amount of density and the kind of development it would have had would have blown a hole in meeting our climate action plan goals. And in June of 2017, I wrote a commentary, Soccer City is not the only option for Mission Valley. And at that time, I was out there by myself. There was no organized opposition to Soccer City. The SDSU West measure didn't exist. And I was going against a popular mayor. I was going against the political winds in this town. But I didn't waver. I knew Soccer City was bad. And along came SDSU West. What was wonderful was a lot of San Diego alums and others banded together to quickly write a competing ballot measure. It was clear that the voters needed to see another option for the land in Mission Valley. They did their own signature gathering effort to get it onto the ballot. They raised the money to support it, although they were outspent by about seven, eight to one. Soccer City had lots more money to spend. And SDSU West passed Measure G in November 2018 overwhelmingly. Then a whole other set of things happened. It took 18 months to negotiate the final deal. Lots of backroom stuff going on that tried to torpedo this deal that the voters had approved. It got approved. The escrow has closed. And a few days ago, I was at the groundbreaking in Mission Valley. It is a reality. The first thing is a multi-use stadium. Second will be a beautiful river park that everyone will be able to enjoy, a lot of the infrastructure, and that will be followed by housing, 10% of which will be affordable, classrooms, research and development, and someday perhaps a tech and biotech hub in Mission Valley. And I know that I played a key role in making this happen, and this is one of the most transformative transactions to happen in this region in decades. Must be an amazing feeling to have something that big and complicated where you really were the underdog and you had to fight and have it come out so successful. It was a team effort, but I was there at the beginning and given there were nine of us on the council who had to make lots of votes related to things, holding together a coalition to push it forward in the right way was key. And I'm very, very proud. This is gonna benefit our region for generations. Congratulations. Can you talk about your vision for the future 20, 30, 40 years out? So I've written a roadmap to recovery for our city as we come out of COVID. And it covers everything from the economy to public safety to the environment. 
So I come out of the tech and biotech world. They create high-paying jobs and good service sector jobs around them, construction, finance, accounting, human resources, manufacturing. Not all the jobs are scientists or require a PhD. And this world is our future. Just was reading today an article about San Diego biotech companies raising over a billion in venture capital recently, some going public, leasing more space. I mean, they continued working during the pandemic and hiring. Some of them were actually working on products directly related to COVID. Tech continued working during the pandemic. Qualcomm was still hiring. The military, aerospace, shipbuilding, construction, all continued working during the pandemic. And this is our economic future. I come out of these worlds. This is the future of our city. Biotech is coming downtown. This is going to be transformational. The new owner of the Manchester complex, there is going to be a new owner. It's not been publicly announced, but I do know the escrow is supposed to close at the end of September. And this is going to bring biotech downtown. There's some other places where biotech is going to be going downtown and bringing these good jobs further south closer to where housing is more affordable is part of my vision for our city. And that's why my office as mayor is going to include a school engagement coordinator who's going to develop relationships between employers and the schools so that from a young age, children understand the job opportunities available to them. And as they get older, they will have access to paid internships. Our natural environment is one of our major competitive advantages, preserving that as we build new housing, density where appropriate, but preserving single-family zoning. I don't think eliminating single-family zoning will solve our housing issues. In fact, I think it will lead to increased gentrification. My vision as regard to climate change is that San Diego remain on the forefront. We have a climate action plan that's old, and as mayor, one of the first things I want to do is revise it, looking at what a new world looks like as we move good jobs closer to where people live, we move good jobs closer to where people have existing forms of transit to use, which we can beef up with feeder buses where we don't need to make expensive investments, and how we can promote a remote workforce, which also will help with meeting our climate action plan goals, and then working on other issues like sea level rise, which I think need to be addressed on a statewide basis. What's one piece of advice for people that you would give them that want to help with climate change mitigation? I'll give a few pieces of advice. Number one, working from home when possible so you can reduce your car trip. Second, when you do your errands, trying to do them close to your house. So again, you can reduce your car trip. And while you're at home, opening your windows and using natural ventilation uh, rather than running air conditioning. So those are a few personal things you can do. Do you have any questions for me? I hope you're doing well. (laughs) Thank you, Barbara. I hope you're doing well, too. Difficult times. I know people who had COVID or who have tested positive, but they weren't people I was near physically. So my family's been really, really blessed. Us, too. We have been hunkered down. I did lose somebody that worked for me back when I was a director at Sempra. So that was tough. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And his wife also worked for me. So it's pretty tough. 
Okay, back on a positive track. Is there anything else you want to say? I think that combating climate change is closely aligned with achieving environmental justice. And as mayor, I think we can do both, that we have to do both. As community choice energy moves forward, we need to invest in communities of concern, in communities that have been most impacted by terrible air quality and other environmental issues. As mayor, I'm going to make sure that the most vulnerable communities get the full benefit of our efforts. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to wrap it up with a wrap. The first time that your life and climate change did intersect was when you were working with Connect. Much of the motivation for actions that you did supplied by love of family, including three new grandkids. For many, many years, you've been on the work from home boat. You think much of the workforce should be remote. You have experience. You signed the front of the paid check. You started a company in internet high tech. From the pandemic, we don't yet have immunity So we need healthy lungs, which means clean air and clean power for every community. You take action for what you believe, uh, as much as I've ever seen a fighter against Soccer City, and you founded Athena. When you were facing the prospect of being poor, you became an entrepreneur. The non-family-oriented accomplishment that you like best was fighting the political forces against SDSU West. People should combine their errands, try not to roam. And if you can, you should work from home. If we want equality, something that's a must is to ensure we have environmental justice. When it comes to Barbara Bree, one reason people love her is because of her anti-pandemic roadmap to help San Diego recover. If you win, there will be joy, there will be glee. Good luck, Barbara Bree. Wow, you are unbelievable how you do this on the spot. Thank you. I'm just blown away. A common theme in Barbara's life is that when you are faced with a mountain of a challenge, you don't settle for going around it or even going through or over it. Barbara climbs to the top and builds a community there. From becoming a single mother driving her to entrepreneurship to having the street in front of her office being dug up again, driving her into politics, and now running for mayor. If you have comments or questions about the podcast, visit my website at crevatenergyinnovations.com and drop me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the Climate Champions podcast series, please subscribe, rate it five stars if you're an Apple user, and tell your climate-concerned friends about it. When Barbara's research discovered that San Diegans were getting ripped off by the Soccer City Initiative, and that if it passed, it would have prohibited environmental review, and the amount of density and the kind of development it would have meant would have blown a hole in meeting San Diego's Climate Action Plan goals, Barbara started fighting against the political winds. This is an example of the courage we will all need to mitigate climate change. (laughs) 